Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. Hello, dude. What is going on? It's rad o'clock. It's rad o'clock. <laughs> uh, time to get our nerd on. Mm. And so out. R- right off the bat, man, did you watch the fucking Nine Inch Nails clip I sent you? No, I didn't yet. I was just messaging someone. Um, okay. Yeah, no. I'm I'm planning to watch that. I can't. I cannot wait. Just... I cannot wait for you to, to watch it, man. It's gone. <laughs> bask in the awkwardness yeah so if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode you heathens um yeah it's friggin gold and uh yeah this this piece of footage is fucking mint it's it's in the description box for the freaky (laughs) friday episode i urge you I strongly urge everyone to go to go watch it. I'm gonna put it on the Rad Facebook page, and and uh, yeah, I just can't rate this clip enough. It's great. Yeah, you you, cut, you, you just. I actually saw something. Um, seeing as we're kind of kind of in free fall here, I saw something completely insane on Twitter the other day, which was a compilation of the best moments of Steven Seagal hosting Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh, dude, it is the most awkward fucking shit you will ever see. Like, this guy is fucking, he's forgetting lines. He's, like, talking awkwardly. He's it's terrible. Oh, yes. I've got to find it and send it to you, man. It's fucking insane. Please. Please, please, please do. Any anything like that with Steven Seagal is well worth watching, man. I, I uh, yes. fucking oh wow, this man is. I don't know. I, I don't know where to go with this guy. It's just what a fascinating human. Oh, I just I I can't with Seagal. I just I just he started yeah. off so well and <laughs> just kind of the journey just went. I don't know, man. I was like, what it what is went... what is going on? It all went side. I, but I'm like, you know, I I don't mind hard to kill and marked for death, but no. it just, you know, you watch Out of Justice, and it's just like, dude, you're just a fucking bully. What are you doing? Like, I'm just gonna walk into this bar and randomly beat the shit out of people for, you know, because reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's just like <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's it's bizarre. One yeah. of many bizarre. It, it's kind of like on par with the bizarreness of fucking uh, the Nine Inch Nails clip. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! I, I guarantee you, this cigar on Saturday Night Live thing is so much crazier. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is crazy? I've just noticed. Um, if you've been watching the public transport buses driving through the city of Brisbane in recent times. You may have noticed a couple of them flashing the billboards of LA gear. Oh, yeah. I think I have seen one or two about the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, man. So LA, 
LA gear is is back, man. It's um, yeah, the famous fucking footwear label of the nineties, dude. It's back with a vengeance, and I haven't had a look at the shoes yet, but dude, LA gear was kind of like the one of the unsung heroes, um, shadowed by fucking the the magnitude of Reebok and Nike. I was always a Converse guy. You were a Cons guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm still a cons guy. I, I like I like my chucks. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't go past a good pair of chucks. Not saying that I have ever worn a pair of cons, but dude, like they're badass shoes, man. They're, they're just fucking they're great. Yeah, and dude, they're comfy as shit, man. It's like I I, I, I yeah, I, I'm pretty much like my, my shoe repertoire is like docks and cons. Mm, mm. I respect that. That's fucking cool. Yeah, Although there I, was that brief period in the nineties where uh, you know, during during my uh proto goth industrial metalhead <laughs> days where it was just like, nah, army boots, just <laughs> army boots. Yeah. And they have to be second hand army boots from like oh, the army man. disposal store. Man, I dived deep into that rabbit hole, man. I was I was a new rock boy all the way, dude. I was like fucking Sign me up. I want to wear fucking anchors on my feet. Yeah. <laughs> and this dick bag thought it was a great idea to wear said anchors on his feet on stage for the next 10 years. What a <laughs> dick bag. <laughs> Seriously, it's like they fucking look awesome, but dude, they weigh a fucking ton on your feet. <laughs> I always go, I want to, I want to, I want to ask you about that. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to give a bit of a, a quiz to the drac man so I, i'm curious because i've never been a rock star um i did have a band when i was in high school i was the lead singer yeah we, we never had a gig <laughs> cool but you had fun right <laughs> we never had a gig dude the most we ever did was go to a rehearsal space stay up all night just jamming and fucking screaming bad lyrics and bad versions of Metallica songs and Dude, drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. That sounds like the best fucking time, man. <laughs> it kind of was, man. I was like, I was in grade 12 and like the guys that I was in the band with were like, you know, probably about four or five years older than me. And we, we, we never got a drummer. We had like this weird spinal tap thing where it's like, mm-hmm. we kept looking for a drummer and never finding one. Wow. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> it was hilarious, but yeah. So on stage, is it like hot as fuck up there, man? Like, how do you how do you hack it? Because I I've watched a few concerts in my time, and I right. have seen like the Dave Grohl's of the world like pouring sweat from mm-hmm. their bodies. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. Look, it, it depends where you are in the world, but I'm not gonna lie, it can get brutal up there. Um, and it's funny because I don't really think about it like that. Um, because you know, you've got adrenaline coursing through your veins. You've, you've just got this look set to kill on stage and you just kind of eyes on the prize, you know? Yeah. Um, you don't really think about, Oh geez, it's a tad hot. I wish the aircon was on. Uh, but, um, no, it, it does get murderously hot up there. Um, yeah. Uh, like, I've, I've, I'm always been curious about that. I'm mm. like, do you like, you know? And what yeah. happens if you have to pee? Like, you just, like, run off stage and, you know, whiz oh, on the dude, side or what? No, pro tip, pro tip. <clears throat> Make sure you pee well before you go on stage. But the, the worst part is, and my drummer, Jay, God fucking bless his cotton socks, but, dude, like, without fail, almost every show needs to pee right, like, five, 
five seconds before we've got to go on stage. <laughs> the intro music is just about to play. And where's Jay? He's in the fucking toilet letting one rip. <laughs> you know, if it's not him, it's Rip, you know. And I've been guilty of it on the odd occasion, man. So, yeah, pro tip, pee before you go on stage at least five minutes before. Even if you don't need to go, just go and just fucking just just listen to rainfall in your head or something and just fucking let it flow. Just you know? run the tap and hold your fingers Really, <laughs> really do it, man, seriously. But, yeah, it gets hot up there, man. Like, um, yeah, I, I've played I've played stages uh, around the world, and and like some some places are just like a fucking sauna, dude, and you just you just kind of want to die. But yeah, but then other places can be cold as ice, man. You know, it's um, yeah, right. Yeah, but it does generally get hot because of all the lighting. So yeah. you know, you know, from your view, you go, oh wow, the lighting looks really sick, um, and I love the way it's beaming down on the singer. Um, the singer is up there singing, going, please take this light off me. It is burning me. <laughs> it's kind of like the Wicked Witch. I'm melting. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, for a vampire like me, it's not good. But um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that, I hope that answered your question. That, that did answer my question. Because, I mean, look, I'm an overthinker, man. I'm the guy, like, when I was a kid, I was, like, you know, watching Star Wars and stuff like mm. that and thinking, like, what happens if they have to, like, pee or take a shit in the middle of, like, the Imperials chasing them? Like, yeah, that would dude. be terrible. Yeah. And I just, man, my brain's a weird fucking place, and I just think about weird shit like that. Yeah, like, no, I'm, that's fair. Yeah, I'm watching Depeche Mode and Dave Garn's giving it all and, you know, yeah. doing his whole sex on legs thing, and I'm like, yeah. Dude, what if you have to pee? And like, yeah. you're not you're not running off stage for costume changes like Alice Cooper or Ozzy. You're just like, you start the show in a jacket and a vest, and by the end of it, you're just basically in pants because you've clearly sweated everything off and are near death. Yeah, it's it's been <clears> like that. Um, I don't know. I, I've had some interesting conversations with musos um, about what they think about on stage and stuff. And I don't know, man. Like, it's weird, but I quite often and i hope my drummer isn't listening to this but if you're gonna do the airheads answer and go swimming pools <laughs> yeah. i'm just like we're just gonna be best friends for life <laughs> all right i'm gonna think about swimming pools okay i did i did no no but what i think about is like <clears throat> I, I sometimes i have been known to plan in advance before i play a show i'll plan a diet of that involves curry and beans or just something, something spicy that's going to resonate in the bowels of my <laughs> afterburners on stage and strategically time it. You, you know, after many years of doing it, I've got a down to a fine art and I hope my drummer isn't listening to this, but for God's sakes, I, this is what happens. I swear to God, I fucking position myself right behind, right in front of his drum kit in right ass near his face and uh almost on cue i give it about three songs and that you know using my core um muscles and diaphragm to you know do the business um once the 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 stomach is loosened up i fucking let some gastric goodness out man and um 
my drama cops the face full of you've just people. destroyed the dreams of so many people because you know what man you know you know for a fact like look you're 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 in a metal band you're a rock yeah. god there are chicks out there thinking about fucking you there are dudes out there thinking oh my god this is the coolest guy ever and and if any of them are listening to this they're just going to be going this motherfucker's just farting on stage yeah dude <laughs> Fuck yeah, why not? I, don't, I think that's great. I think that's like some Motley Crue shit. I think it's yeah, fantastic. Totally. It reminds me of, you know, the story about how Tommy and Nikki had a contest to see who could get the grossest by not showering yeah. for months on end and fucking yeah. groupies, yeah, which totally. led to the spaghetti incident. <clears throat> fucking, what a great album. Because <laughs> you know what that was named after, right? No. I don't. Do tell. Oh, okay. So apparently there was this, I, I'm not sure of the, the specifics. I haven't read or heard the story for ages, but apparently this whole contest went on with Tommy and Nikki. And actually we should talk about Pam and Tommy because I fucking hate that show. Um, yeah, I still haven't watched it. <clears throat> oh, dude, don't. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, cool. But yeah, so apparently like Tommy and Nikki had this contest where they were like trying to see who could be the grossest and go the longest without showering or bathing at all while they were on tour once. I've been on tours with guys like that. Apparently it got pretty rank and apparently Mm. at some point some chick was like, and they were still like banging groupies and stuff. Some chick was blowing Nikki and threw up all over him like spaghetti. And it got, apparently it got referred to as the spaghetti incident and from that point on and that's what the gunners album was apparently named after that is fucking cool man I isn't didn't it know- rad it's just the most fucking rock star motley crew thing ever dude that's fucking rad as fuck dude but yeah bro pam and tommy uh, avoid anyone who's listening avoid it is dog shit i kind of avoided that whole fucking media storm in the first place like i mean yeah you know, if, if, if you weren't a teen boy fucking getting a rise out of Pam Anderson, there was something wrong with you. But, dude. Yeah, the, but I mean, it's like, you know, we had plenty of Playboys for years before. This yeah, I know, right? So but, it's like. But, like, that, that whole saga was fucking. What the fuck, dude? I oh, mean, the TV show is a piece of dog shit. Like, we we watched the first episode and we're like, I don't want to finish watching this. It's crap. Like, mm. they paint Tommy as a complete fuckhead well that's not um, that's they, that's a deterrent right there and dude as a crew fan i'm like look okay we all know the crew we know their faults and they are many but yeah. we still love them and for me i just i felt dirty watching it i felt like i was betraying my guys you know and it's like they're, they're trying to paint the guy that stole the tape and sold it in a sympathetic light oh dude no and I'm he's just a piece like, of shit yeah, dude, right? I'm watching it. And I'm just like, no, fuck this guy. He, whatever. Fu-. And they're trying to say, oh, well, it's because, you know, Tommy didn't pay him and was really difficult to work with. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Seek legal action. You yeah. don't fucking break into the dude's house, steal a fucking videotape with his intimate moments with his wife on there and sell it to the fucking world. And exactly. And also, okay. Fair enough. Even if Tommy was the douchebag that this thing's trying to make him out to be, what the fuck did Pamela Anderson ever do to you? Like Exactly. She was still and, innocent at this point, dude. Exactly, man. And it's like, look, 
let's face it, no one was watching that tape because anyone wanted to see Tommy Lee fuck. Everyone wanted to watch that tape to see Pamela Anderson. And it's like, dude, you fucked her over way more than you fucked Tommy over. And you're a fucking scumbag. So don't give me a TV show that's trying to paint this jack off in a fucking sympathetic light. Exactly, man. Like, yeah, it's you, like, you hit the nail right piece on the head. Of shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, oh dude, I hated it. I will give props to Sebastian Stan, who's playing Tommy in it, because he does a really good job. Right. Like, he, he, he does a great job playing Tommy, but it's just the characterization of it's. It's essentially, man, it's a fucking Woman's Weekly or New Idea article committed to television. It's And it's based off a Rolling Stone article, and I fucking think Rolling Stone's been shit for years. So You know, if you're trying to sell me this show, you're fucking no, doing I'm, a bad I'm job. Not. I am I am, I am, am warning you. I am a, avoidance at all. I'm so, crazy ralphing you on this. Okay, you're so, doomed. It's so, got a death curse. If I watch this and I come back to you and go, Jake, I watched it, you're just going to be like, no! Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I'm, okay. I'm going to be fucking vadering at the end of episode yeah. three on that shit. I'm just going to be like, dude, don't, like, you know, you, so, you'll gouge out your eyes. You'll yeah. want to hurt someone. So you only made it to one episode? I literally finished the first episode, man, and that was a chore. Like, halfway through, we're going, this is shit. And you were just sort of hanging on to some glimmer of hope that it would get better? Yeah, I was like, okay, I know there's, like, I know later on in it, like, they've done the whole, um, they've taken bits from Tommy's book where, like, his dick is talking to him and stuff like that. Right. So I was kind of hanging out, hoping that like that would be in there and it would be really funny. And I'm just like, I don't know what episode that happens in, but I am not getting to it because I, I was, just don't yeah, want to finish this fucking I think thing. I was, the, the part that's intrigued me more than anything is just the fact that I did see a photo, uh, a sort of a side profile shot of the guy that plays Vince Neil in it. And I thought, oh, yeah. cool, cool. There's some Motley Crue shit in there. Sweet. I'll check it out. But now I'm kind of like, oh, my life choices could be very out of question. Oh, man, I don't know how much crew stuff there is in the later episodes, but, like, the mm. first one, like, you know, Tommy's, like, a supporting character in it. Right. Um, and Pamela's in it for, like, maybe two scenes. It's just right. basically all about this fucking douchebag carpenter okay. working on renovating Tommy's house and... Oh yeah, dude. It's just fucking So it's like it's it's like the talking head song, We're on a road to nowhere. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like I don't know where this is going and I just stopped caring. It's yeah, fair, fair, hurt. fair. Oh, dude, that's a that's really dismal, man. Which is it's sad, man, because I mean, around that time was you know, I don't know, Tommy was in peak Tommy. Like, I mean, he was notorious, he was up to no good, but he was yeah. pumping out fucking the, the Methods of Mayhem album. Fucking, yeah, man. Uh, Motley Crue self-titled. Hands down one of their best fucking albums ever. I don't give a yeah. fuck what anyone says. You know? Like, that's that's yeah. the thing, man. Because I saw all this promo shit for this thing, right? And I saw, like, you know, scenes where, like, uh, Sebastian Stan, like, the dude that plays Tommy, like, Tommy's sitting there and he's talking to a lawyer and the lawyer's like, do you know anyone who's got a problem with you? And he's just like listing off name after name <laughs> after name after name of people who have yeah. the shits with him. And it, it was really, it was a really funny scene and he was doing a good job. And I'm just like, I kind of went into this thing expecting I'd get some of that. And I got 
fucking just some of that goofy, lovable Tommy that we love. That's it, man. It's like, look, I know Tommy's got his problems, but the guy is like, he's like a fucking Labrador. He's going to come in. He's going to shit on your rug. He's probably going to chew your remote, but you mm-hmm. kind of love him anyway. Like, mm-hmm. And the, the question I have to ask the writers of this show, which will never be answered, is did they even read the fucking dirt? Like, did they well, read like, the book? Did you read the dirt? Did you read Tommy Land? Like, exactly. You know, like, well, apparently, like, this show isn't at all endorsed by Tommy or Pamela. And you can fucking tell. It's just like, so, uh, yeah, no wonder you guys didn't. That's the reason it, sh- it should have been cancelled then. It should never yeah. have seen the light of day, dude. Like, I mean, I'll give I'll give kudos to the chick that played Pamela. She, from the promo images I've seen, she pulls off the look quite well. Oh, but... yeah, dude. Like, the, the casting is fantastic for Tommy and Pamela. Um, it's just I, a shame that yeah. the writing is just shit. Yeah, it's just the shame that it's like I wanted to watch a show about Tommy Lee and I got a mm. show about a douchebag carpenter who stole him and basically fucking revenge pawned him like a douchebag. Yeah, which is a shame because Sebastian Stan is such a likable actor and he's fucking great in, you know, as Winter Soldier, obviously, but, you oh, know, yeah. and everyone wants to see him as Luke Skywalker um, in the future. So, Which I, I'm totally there for. Yeah, I, I'm down with it. But, um, yeah, dude, when I found out he was playing Tommy Lee, I was like, really? <laughs> this is weird. Okay. Yeah, right? It's such a strange choice, but he just does it, especially that era, Tommy. Like, he does mm. it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let me ask you, have you seen The Dirt, the Netflix movie? Have I? Let, let me tell you a story, my friend. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. And we let, let, me, let me start were... the jingle. Ding, 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 ding. It's story time with Jay Greedy. Dude, me and B was so fucking hanging for that. The yeah. day it dropped, we fucking came home. We fucking, I think we got Chinese. We got a bottle of vodka and we just fucking sat down and we were just waiting for it to drop on Netflix. And we were like, it's yeah. fucking Motley Crue Day. It's Motley Crue Day. We're watching the dirt. We watched it back to back, man. We watched it. We yep. finished it and restarted it and watched it again. Okay. So it, you... So you could say I was a fan of it, you know, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, in comparison to Pam and Tommy, it's like, I mean, fuck, I, I, I watched The Dirt. I thought it was great, um, you know, for, you know, given what they had to work with. And, I mean, they had this in, in, insanely good book to work with. Uh, yeah. And... The movie pulled off quite well. I thought the actors played the past really well. Machine Gun Kelly, I thought, stole the show as much as I hate to admit it. Um, uh, I mean, he Tommy, stole it as Tommy, Tommy. Cam, Tommy Cam was the greatest cinematic invention of that year. Fucking A, dude. It was great. <laughs> it was like, it was great. Yeah. I mean, dude, at that time, man, like Motley Crue were fucking, oh, dude, they were just, they were top of the world still. You know, top of the game. Fucking Vince was still singing pretty good, <laughs> you know. And I think they were touring on the greatest hits record. Uh, are we are we turning this into a Motley Crue episode again? Because it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, it's never it's never a bad thing, dude. But... Well, no, no, no. Hey, it works because crew eighties, yeah. eighties yeah. works into our other thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fucking... Great. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I... Like we fucking planned it. <laughs> I know, right? But I don't know, man. I'm just... 
<coughs> I'm choking, man, because I'm just like, oh, I don't know. There's part of me that's now morbidly curious to watch Pam and Tommy. Yeah, <coughs> honestly, man, I would, if you're going to go into it, go into it expecting it to be kind of a car wreck. Like, yep. there's this morbid part of me that's like, maybe I should finish it. And then there's part of me that's like, no, it feels like I'm betraying Tommy. And then there's another part of me that's like, I don't have time to waste on yeah. shit TV. You know, you know, one of the aspects I hated that I didn't hate but disliked about the dirt was um, the section when Vince left the band and they brought in fucking John Karabi. Mm. I thought that part was done really badly. I mean, well, it could... feels like they glossed over it. <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like it was such an important part of of the whole thing. Like, they, they sort of show the band looking out the curtain and seeing a half-empty stadium. But they sort of, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. They glossed over it. Meanwhile, the it band records this like, fucking yeah. bomb of an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. And, like, that's that's the whole thing. Uh, I, I, I totally agree, man. Like, I love the dirt. But it feels like, you know, it gets to that point where Vince leaves the band and then it just feels like the rest of the movie's kind of rushed. It's like, okay, let's rush through the Karabi thing. Let's let's rush through Vince losing his daughter and then let's you know, get the guys back together and, you know, then end it with, you know, them going on stage all triumphant. It's just like, look, this movie could have easily gone for another fucking hour, guys. Like, Well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what surprised me. I, I thought I was surprised at the fact that it was – a movie instead of a, t- a series. I thought it would have been better yeah, off as like a, absolutely. I don't know, like a six or 12 part series, you know, like the stand, you know, do epic fucking two hour long episodes or something, you know, yeah. much like a certain podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's been last week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, dude, I think it would have worked, man. Like I really think, it would, they would have had the flexibility to fucking just do a lot more with it, cover some more ground. Um, maybe Vince make Vince look a bit more realistic um, mm. later on, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just put it out there. Um, but yeah, dude, I thought the dirt was good. So anyway, the dirt. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I just, I feel, I feel like there could be a shit. Like, I mean, I, I think a Guns N' Roses movie like that would be wildly entertaining. Um, yeah, I just, Man, unless you've got Oliver Stone directing it, I just don't see this movie seeing the light of day. No. <laughs> like, to take on Guns N' Roses, you can't give it the Netflix touch. You have to go that 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 step above and beyond, you know? And that's the thing that shits me about Netflix, and this is my, my streaming rant for the week, is that just fucking release your shit on Blu-ray and DVD. Because I fucking, like, The Dirt's a prime example. I'm just like, I so want this in my collection. Like, I really want it in my collection. Yeah. I want I want it in my collection, and I want it with commentary by the crew. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I want to I want to watch The Dirt and listen to the boys talking shit. And, you know, fucking, you know it'll be wildly entertaining. Fuck yeah. And like it's just it's so frustrating that they don't do that. I get like look, just give it give it a year on Netflix, mm-hmm. and then just fucking throw a disc out there at us, you know? Yeah, it's uh it's interesting, but um yeah, man, I, a Guns N' Roses movie? Hmm, I don't know, man. It, it's a funny little thing because like we've seen, I don't know, there've been some really bad fucking bio movies made like 
um, Def Leppard, the MTV shambles that that was. Have you seen? Oh no, I haven't seen that one, but oh. I did see Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, you know yeah, I'll return the favor for you for Def Leppard. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like, um, the Guns N' Roses movie would have to be. I don't know, especially if fucking Axl Rose is involved. I just don't think yeah. that's the kind of thing that would see the light of day. <clears throat> no. But, I mean, there's this David Bowie one coming up, and I'm just like, they're doing a David Bowie one, but they haven't got the rights to use any of his music. And I'm like, how the fuck are you doing a Bowie biofilm without yeah. any Bowie music? Yeah, like, I don't know, dude. Fucking insane. Like, for all of Bohemian Rhapsody's faults, of which there are many, mm-hmm. Rami Malek's performance not being one of them, he did a great job. He just deserved a way better movie. At least they had the fucking music, like they had, you know, Queen's Blessing. Yeah. This is true, man. This is true. So, yeah, I don't know, dude. But the Guns N' Roses, you mentioned the spaghetti incident. I want to talk about that. The, the fucking, yeah, I'm a fan of that album. I fucking loved it. Dude, I thought that album got so unfairly shit on. Um, and it's got some killer tracks on there. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a covers album, but it came out November yeah, so 23rd, 1993. So yeah, dude. But, dude, they're fucking great. They're great albums, man. And yeah. the thing is, the, the diehard fans fucking love them. I mean, mm. we're divided, but I loved it. I thought it was great. For an album that came out 1993, after the fucking mammoth fucking was it three or four years that they spent on the on the road fucking touring the illusion albums yeah this is a, this is a great album dude it rocked and um yeah well that's the thing and it's got some great like the cover of ain't it fun is fucking phenomenal man like yeah. that is a great cover um since I Don't Have You was a great cover as well. Oh, I fucking love that song. And the film clip's pretty dope as well, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that that was... Um, yeah, it's a funny funny album because there's quite a bit of controversy around this album, but um, it was the only album to feature Gilby Clark on guitar. Mm. Well, the first album with Gilby on guitar. Well, only one. Yeah. But um, yeah, Slash basically fucking he was done with it after that because um axel brought his mate paul hugh in to play rhythm guitar he was apparently fucking dead as door shit fucking personality so yeah right yeah but i mean the tracks the tracks on this you got the covered um the fuck the fucking the damned yeah uk subs new york dolls the stooges fucking t-rex fucking nazareth the misfits man like Fuck, this album rocks. Even yeah. Charles Manson gets a fucking nod. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, what do you want to say about the album, dude? I just, I honestly think it was a bit ahead of its time. Because it's like, look, Garage Inc. came out and everyone flipped their shit. Yeah. You know, everyone was just like, oh my God, it's fucking amazing. And it was. It was a great album. I really liked Garage Inc. It was like, I'm gonna, I, I haven't been a big fan of the last few Metallica albums um, but I thought Garage Inc was fucking great um, <clears throat> but I really think fucking the Spaghetti Incident was ahead of its time man I really think like you know if it had come out a few years later like if they'd done <clears throat> let's say fucking frog in my throat I'm godfather mm. and too much fucking talking today no you're right um, 
But um, I think if they'd done another album between Illusion and the Spaghetti Incident and left the Spaghetti Incident a few years after, I think they would have been good. Like, I think it would have been a lot more well-received. And I don't, I don't know what people's problem with it is. It's like, no, it's just, so it's, what? It's, it's like a, Guns it's and fun. Roses. I think it's just a funny album. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really can't. I can't make a opinion of it other than I think it's a great <clears> album. The I mean, funny... look, for, for me, I was just going to say, like, for me, it's like, I, I don't have a big issue when bands do cover albums as long as they're cool covers because it's yeah. like, you know, every time you go to a gig, like, you know, back in the day, I remember nine times out of ten, they'd play a cover through the show and you'd yeah. just be like, that was fucking rad. God, I wish they'd put that on a fucking single or something so I could have yeah. it and listen to it more. Well, and man, it's like, for me, it's like Spaghetti Incident, Garage Inc., etc. all just kind of like that in one yeah. album. This album's great because, uh, like you touched on lightly, the, the track list <clears> is <throat> fucking great. Since I Don't Have You is fucking great. But, like, yeah. the other tracks, like Down on the Farm, uh, mm. fucking uh, Hair of the Dog, Bleak McCain, uh, fucking Attitude. It's fucking great yeah. tracks, dude. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I Hair, Hair of the Dog is one of my favorite fucking songs. I love that song, man. And I love like, that you version. Know, Gun is covering it as fucking mint. Like I love the original, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Um, the funny thing about this album is you, you mentioned the title of the album come from Motley Crue, but the other fun fact about this was uh, it refers uh, an incident that Steve Adler had in '89 when the band was staying in an apartment in Chicago, and apparently he stored his drugs in a refrigerator next to the band's takeout containers, which contained Italian food. And um, Duff McKagan explained that Adler's code word for his stash was spaghetti. So, <laughs> so in his uh, lawsuit against the band, Adler's lawyer asked the band to tell us, tell us about the spaghetti incident, which the band <laughs> found fucking hilarious and used it as the name. Yeah, of the see, that's the that's the thing. I I I'd heard it was the Motley Crue thing, but I could be wrong. Like, there's so much. It, that's what's great about metal and rock music and mm. stuff like that, and particularly from this sort of era. There is so much weird fucking mythology and rumors and crazy shit that went on. It's like there's like five different stories for every single fucking thing. And it's they're, they're all like the, the fun thing is it's like they all seem so plausible. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. You know, the other fun thing about funny thing about this album is, um, <clears throat> you know, I mentioned Charles Manson. The fact that they included a Charles Manson song on the album. I mean, dude, the, you know, to have a song from one of the most prolific fucking killers in, in history. Yeah. Uh, even, even if it's a hidden track, there was a lot of controversy surrounding this album for that reason. And, um, yeah, they, a lot of people are offended, but, um, yeah, apparently the you know they ended up donating proceeds from you know performance royalties from the song to non-profit environmental organizations yeah. and you know victims' families and stuff like that. So, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that they played a song like that. Yeah, I that, it was. Well, I mean, I remember that was the big controversy with this album. It's like, oh my god, Guns N' Roses are doing a Charles Manson song. It's like, yeah, well, I'm like. I remember at the time, I'm so well, what do you expect? They're guns and fucking roses, for God's sake. Like, 
you're you're getting up in arms because uh, a hard rock slash heavy metal band are doing something that you know is kind of shocking and provocative. That's mm. kind of their deal. That's yeah. that's what they do. That's like, oh my god, Steven Spielberg's making a blockbuster film. Oh no, fucking fetch me my pearls so I may clutch them. Mm. You know, it's the funny like it's what they do. It's on the yeah. Team. You know, it's funny about this album is the fact that. Like, after the shit, like, you know, they obviously went to the stratosphere with the Use Your Illusion albums and fucking became rock gods to mm. the nth degree. But even though a lot of the, the purists of, you know, fans of the band were like, oh, the fucking, they don't rock as hard anymore. And it's like, well, this album's kind of a nod back to their punk roots, dude. Like, mm, it's, yeah. it's ferocious in many aspects. I mean, attitude, yeah. songs like Attitude with Duff on vocals, the fucking, they shred, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just I think you know in terms of a rock album after the Illusion albums, which are fucking masterpieces in their own right. Um, I thought th- this is a fucking killer album, dude. It's fucking yeah, man. I, I start to finish. It. Like yeah, yeah. I dug it. Like if I'm if I'm putting together like a Gunner's Best of playlist or something like that, mm. there's always tracks from Spaghetti Incident on there. Yeah, like, always. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. There's um, yeah, I. I yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of it, but um, speaking of bands and mischiefers, what, what's your what's your fucking? I gotta ask you, man. What's your take of just changing subject? What's your take of the A team? I love the A team. I, I, I'm just throwing a curveball. <clears throat> okay, we're freestyling. I, I I dude, when I was a kid, I fucking loved the A team. Um, I have the entire series on DVD. I haven't revisited it too much because it's just so insane. Look, I, I, I do love it. I can't say anything bad about the A-Team, mm. but I just, there are so many moments in there where it's just like, there is just so much insane fucking shit. Like the episode where BA teams up with Boy George. Um, oh my God, I don't remember. Oh yeah, dude. There's this whole episode where like the the guys are hired to like work a Boy George concert or something like that. Oh wow! It's dude. You can you can check that shit out on YouTube. I know it's on there. I've seen it reposted many times. Um, there's like you know the fact that like no one in the A team gets like people are spraying fucking machine gun fire to and fro. And no one gets hit. But then there's like one episode where like, I think it's Murdoch catches a bullet or something. Mm-hmm. And it's really dramatic. Like, holy fuck. Like, you know, he's being shot. It's like, you guys have been dodging machine gun fire from people who are worse aims than stormtroopers for three <laughs> seasons. And this is a big deal. It's just, it's fucking crazy, man. I love it. It's so mental. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a crazy show. Like the cast is fucking great. Like um, I fucking yeah, I I, I, I mean, everyone loves Mr. T, but I really loved fucking ha- Captain Hell and Mad Murdoch. He was oh, great. Dude, Mur- Murdoch was just fucking great. Like he he is still. I I honestly think to to date, like he's just fucking great in every episode. <coughs> like he's brilliant. Yeah, like t- yeah, totally. like, I think. Dwight Schultz was the fucking secret weapon of that show. Like everyone loved Mr. T because he was like, you know, 
badass. Just like the face of it. He was such a badass, and he had the mohawk and the fucking gold and everything. But I really think Murdoch's like the show's secret weapon. Yeah, totally, man. And and like he he, he just had so many wacky moments, like his fucking escapades in and out of the asylum, and um, <laughs> you know, and just I don't know. To me, there was shades of early Jim Carrey in, in that guy. Oh, dude, absolutely. I, I, I actually said, fucking peace in a pod, man. I said for years, if they ever did an A-Team remake, like back in the mid-90s or whatever, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was the guy to play Murdoch. Fucking yeah, hands down. 100%, dude. And, and like, I mean, the guy they ended up getting for the re- reboot was good, but Jim Carrey would have been better. Oh yeah, dude. Jim Jim Carrey. I I really think like Jim Carrey would have just had the fucking time of his life with that role. Like, totally, man. I mean, it's what? like, yeah. I mean, hey, Jim, you get to play a fucking insane guy. Oh, cool. So I get to be me. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah like, yeah. but here's here's a red hat. Here's a brown leather bomber jacket. Fucking go for it. Go. Just go. Fuck it. You don't even need a script. Just go do your thing. Just improv yeah. the whole fucking movie. You'll be fucking great <laughs> fuck yeah it was it was a good show uh, in the sense of like it ran for five seasons um mm. like 98 episodes something from 83 <laughs> to 87 fucking yeah de- decent run universal were behind it fucking yeah played on nbc um great show about a fucking ex-special forces soldiers on the run from fucking the military police and yeah. you know they'll wrongfully uh accused of a crime that they didn't commit and it's it's always funny to me man because it's like with the a-team it's like the premise sounds so like it could be so hardcore and gritty Mm. but the show itself is just such a kind of fun family friendly just rob of a show like it's like it was a a lot of shows of that era like they were were there to help the, the little people yeah, man, that's the, the 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 crazy thing. It's like that you know the, they're on, they're on the run from the military police, but they're not exactly hiding. I mean, Mister T's not inconspicuous, you know. Mm. Like Mister T's just you, you're not going to miss him if you're walking down the street. Like nah. if you're if you're a military police officer and you're kind of on your day off and you go into the bank, you're not going to miss this fucking giant of a dude with gold hanging off him and a fucking mohawk beard cruising down the street to get some milk <laughs> no <clears throat> not at all yeah <laughs> it, it was it was fun man like i mean th- there was there was some cool fucking merchandise that came out of it as well like the the, the oh, trading yeah. cards the, yeah, the action figures i fucking yeah. love the action figures i i had um you remember there were two separate lots of action figures there were some that were like gi joe size Oh no! Yeah, there there were some that were GI Joe size, and I think they came in a four pack. Um, and I had those ones, but then um, there were also the larger scale ones with like sort of soft rubber heads and that. Damn, dude! Yeah, well, like because the smaller ones, like they weren't in the proper eighteen costumes. They were in like Murdoch was in like a fucking orange like military jumpsuit sort of thing, and mm. I think. Um, BA had like a green one, and I think Face had like a black one or something like that. I can't remember, but they 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 actually made like the van and Face's Corvette or Trans Am or whatever it was for those. Like so, because I I had the eighteen van, like you take the roof off and sit everyone in there. I mean, God, I wish I still had it because I could fucking probably retire. Mm. Um, 
But, wow. Um, yeah, and then they had like the larger scale ones, which were actually in the proper costumes from the show. Wow, that's crazy, dude. Um, also, that um, Dirk Benedict, who played Face, <clears throat> fucking great actor. Um, mm. Who was who was kind of like the, he was the the star, really. He was the big star going into the show because he was, yeah, well, he was, was coming Battle off Battlestar Star Galactica. Galactica. Yeah, so yeah, he was fresh off that. But um, there was another actor that played him in the pilot, apparently. Yes, yes, there was. Um, I can't remember his Tim name. Tim Dunnigan. Yes. Was originally it. cast for yeah. it. But, yeah, uh, yeah he, he was just looked, looked too much apparently like a high school sophomore, too young to play a Vietnam veteran because cause all these guys in this show were Vietnam veterans. So yeah. uh, he wasn't convincing on camera, so... Hence, they replaced him with Dirk, which yeah, not a bad and thing. And his his version of face, like I mean, it just it's kind of hard to compare because it's like Dirk Benedict is like so the face everyone came to know and love. Yeah, totally. But yeah, this Tim Duggan's version of face was just he didn't have the charm or the charisma. Like you couldn't really buy him talking his way into or out of any situation. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was cool man. Like he he uh Yeah, he he was uh one of the one of the fun characters, but dude like Hannibal was man, he I love I love Hannibal uh, man. Just Yeah, dude, George Papad just killed Captain him, man. of Cool man. Oh, uh, dude. But just, witty. The most unflappable character in tv history like he gave no fucks because he had (laughs) everything covered man like you know the guy could disguise himself as godzilla with a cigar hanging out of his mouth (laughs) it was fucking cool man um yeah it was it was a great mix of characters man like I, I I love the diversity and the the play between the characters, and every episode yeah. was always. I mean, it was, <clears throat> it was kind of always, you know, it always ended the same. You know, you knew what you were going to get every episode. Yeah. It was like yeah. down on their luck, fucking people needing yeah. help, and they call the A team. The A team come to the rescue, and lo and behold, the fucking MPs are, you know, not far behind towards the end of the episode, trying to find them. Um, it was fucking cool, man. It was good fun. What what I always loved about the A team was it's like you know they're soldiers of fortune. It's like oh, if you can afford them, and it's like no one in that show could ever afford them. So yeah. they just did the job for free. It's just like how the fuck do you guys live? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. But, I mean, like like we were saying um, on uh, yesterday's episode of Freak Friday, man. It, the mm. A team's chocolate ice cream. Like I come mm. for chocolate ice cream, I get chocolate ice cream. Exactly. Great. The end. Yeah. Exactly. And the funny thing about the show is, like, you know, we talk about the action figures and the cards, but they also had Marvel Comics released a fucking comic book series Yeah, as well. man, there was a little mini-series. I think I had two issues of it as a kid. Yeah, I think I had one. Dude, it was... Yeah. It just it shows you the fucking... The draw power of this show, man. It was fucking... Yeah, yeah, It dude. was a big deal. And the toys, man, the, the fucking the van. The van was the yeah. bomb, dude. Yeah, every was, every man. kid wanted the van because it was badass, right? Yeah, dude, it was awesome. And the cool the cool thing is, it's like I I had that, and I think I lost that van as a kid or something, or it got fucked up or broken. And it's like I wish I'd held on to it because it's like as a kid, you just like years after that, 
G.I. Joe figures came out in the exact same size. And it's like, oh, I could have had G.I. Joe team up with the A-team. What the fuck? Yeah. Like. <clears throat> yeah, it was crazy, dude. Um, Yeah, there was there was some great episodes, man. Like, and then, you know, for five seasons worth, they fucking gave it a good nudge. I loved it. I, I just love the ideas of just like, um, you know, B.A. Baracus refusing to fly and they just fucking knock him out. Yeah, they like <laughs> drug him every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> just to get him on the plane. Fucking... plane Hannibal. Yeah, it was good, man. But um yeah, dude, like there was plenty of good action in it, lots of blow up stuff and uh so much so that they fucking I I was I was looking it up just briefly and um there was even a fucking a stunt show at Universal Studios, man. So Yeah, I I did vaguely remember hearing about that or seeing an ad for it in a magazine or something like an American magazine as a kid. Yeah. You know, but oh, I mean, the Universal A team sunshine. It's like, oh, why don't we have that here? Yeah. It was kind of cool, like, because uh you know, like that show was one of those fucking just one of the gems of that of that era where you know it wouldn't be a complete episode without them blowing something up. Like fucking no. shit blew up every episode. It was like, no, well, that's the thing, man. It's like, it, that was, that was the format of the A team. It's like, you know, they, they would get in trouble. Someone would get captured or they'd get surrounded somewhere in a barn that had like a tractor, a pitchfork and a bale of hay, which somehow BA being an engineering genius could build a tank out of. Yeah. And then they just blow the fucking barn up, bust out of it in this makeshift fucking bus tank or whatever the hell they've made mm. and fuck up the bad dudes and, you know, save the day, you know, help the poor people and then, you know, ride off into the sunset before the MPs showed up. Yeah, it was fucking cool. What did you think of the movie version? You know, I didn't hate it. Um, mm. I thought it was fun. I just, I wasn't too sure on some of the casting. Yeah, um, I thought Liam like, I Neeson thought, was pretty cool, but it was a bit of yeah, a wow. That's a big star he, to put on it. Yeah, he was okay, but I just kind of thought, like you know, maybe they could have gone for someone different. Like mm. he just didn't have that same level of Hannibal vibe. Yeah, um, I thought Bradley Cooper was great as face. Yep, like I thought, I thought he did really good. Um, I kind of would have gone with maybe someone like Terry Crews or someone like that. Yeah, he would, have been, he would have been great. I just feel like BA needs to have like, you know, that mix of serious and funny. Like, yeah, totally. you know, and, and yeah, they, they, I just don't think they pulled that off properly. Yeah. And like, yeah, who'd they get? Shalto Copley, I think, for, for Murdoch. And, you know, he was all right, but he wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I mean... You know, for, for all intents and purposes, for for a first run, it was a you know, it was a it was a passable movie. It was good. It was fucking delivered some good moments, and uh, yeah, you know, just brought back all the the feelings and nostalgic love that we had for the TV series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It was it wasn't. It, look, it could have been a way better movie. Um, I did like the fact that they kept it fairly close to the original concept like because mm. I, I i kind of and i mean i like these movies like i like the 21 jump street movies i like the baywatch movie mm-hmm. but i don't like this hollywood trend where it's like oh we're gonna take this thing from the 80s but we're gonna redo it as a comedy and make it really really cheesy and really really dumb and like poke fun at it like yeah 
it just feels like such an easy out. Like, you know, because you could have you could have done a serious reboot for Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, okay, Baywatch was never super serious, but didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, sure you didn't. No, I avoided. Oh, the that TV one. show, or the movie. Oh, I watched the TV show, but I avoided oh, yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, honest, honestly, man, the movie's not terrible. Like, The Rock is really, really funny in it, but it's like it's not essential viewing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's one of those films where I just thought not even The Rock can fucking yeah get yeah. me to watch this, man. No. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, and then there's some stuff like the the Miami Vice movie. I fucking love. I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, I haven't watched the new Magnum PI TV show because I'm kind of scared to. Yeah, look, it's it's um. I think I've seen one or two episodes, and I mean, it's good, but I mean, it's like it's like the Hawaii Five O tv series the the reboot of that it's kind of it's really not relevant to the original series yeah it kind of is and it kind of isn't um i mean for starters no tom Selleck. well that's the thing man i'm like look for me it's like magnum pi was the fucking coolest shit as a kid it's like dude you rocked a mustache like no one else like no no other person and Hawaiian shirts and occasionally some really intense shorts. Yeah. You had the fucking cool aviator sunnies. You had the most fucking rad theme song. Yeah. And you just cruised around Hawaii getting into shit in a Ferrari. Yeah. That's the funny thing, man. Like that, that, that like that shows of those shows of that period, man, that always, always had fucking cool intro songs. And Magnum was kind of at the forefront yeah. of that shit, man. He had the cool car. He had the cool fucking. He was just Captain Cool all over. Yeah, man. And he's um, oh, I can't remember the the butler's name, dude. But he no, was, Higgins. Higgins. He was fun, dude. It was great. Yeah. And there was a good banter between the two of them. They played off each other oh, really yeah, well. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it was like, I I don't know. He was just he was kind of serious, but he wasn't. He was kind of yeah. laid back and chill. Yeah. That's the thing. That was the cool thing I always loved about Magnum was that, like, you know, he was cool, he was chill, he was a smart ass, but then he'd dive into some fucking, you know, fairly sort of heavy shit for primetime 80s TV. Yeah, yeah. It all seemed like it fit. It never felt out of place. Mm. I agree, man. I agree. And but the, the thing I was going to say is, like, um, you know, a lot of the shows of that time period, man, just fucking cool intro songs, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, Miami Vice, man. Miami like, Vice was it was sick. the number one. Like that that Jan Hammer theme for Miami Vice is just fucking rad. Yeah, dude. There was there was like I don't know, man. There was something about like the eighties and nineties shows, man, that just had fucking kick ass, fucking just cool. You know, funny. We just did Freaky Friday about Nine Inch Nails, but kind of Nine Inch Nails esque. You know, synth and synth drum fucking yeah. sounding scores, but with cool guitars over the top of it, just droning. Yeah. It was rad. Like, yeah. I mean, even even like, I mean, look, my I I I, I got to go on record here. My absolute favorite all time eighties TV intro is you know it has an unfair advantage, but the spin off of Twenty One Jump Street Booker, Booker with Richard Grego. Yes. Fucking hot in the city by Billy Idol. 
as yeah, the intro dude. for that was fucking mint, dude. I, as a I'm kid, gonna, I'm gonna agree, man, because you oh. just saw that and you went, I, I, I don't remember what fucking Booker was like, but I just thought, dude, that intro was fucking dope. Dude, it was just like you just instantly knew it's like, okay, this show is just fucking cool. Like, yeah, you know, it, it just, there, there was no getting around it. And I mean, Richard Grieco was fucking just cool, cool as fuck, man. Like, he oh, was, dude, he was fucking coolness personified. Like, like he, was, he was like the Jimmy Dean of the fucking 80s, man. Like, I mean, yeah, dude, he totally was, man. Like, he totally was. Like, he was just fucking. I, I love that show. And the funny thing is, man, I, I think we talked about this when we were talking about Werewolf um, mm. fucking a, a million years ago when we started doing this shit. Um, the funny thing was I had to hunt everywhere to try and get an Australian version of Booker on DVD because the American one that I got ripped the fucking Billy Idol intro off. Oh, what? Took that off the intro, had some shitty session band doing some fucking crappy song with crappy lyrics called Hot Summer Nights. No. All right. Oh, no. And I, I, dude, I felt fucking violated, man. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got this because I wanted to relive my youth and listen to Billy Idol at the start of every episode because, like, you you don't take Billy Idol off anything because it can only make it worse. Of course not. But yeah, no, I, I had to track down the, the Aussie release of it finally, which was like well out of print. Cause I was like, oh, I'll just get the American one. We'll have more special features. No. Damn. Um, yeah, there was, there was some, there was some good ones. I'm, I'm just trying to sort of remember some other good ones. Airwolf. Yeah. Airwolf. Like Jump Street had a pretty Jump good. Jump Street was um, great. Jump Street had a good intro. Um, fuck, man. There was like Manimal. You remember Manimal? Manimal! Oh, dude. If there's a show that needs to be fucking remade, yes. Because that was cool. Yeah, dude. It, you know, it only ran for like seven episodes. And it I got didn't canned. know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Because, yeah, yeah I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think they had the budget to do the really cool transformation sequences effectively because i mean this guy could essentially turn into a fucking panther a bird well yeah he could turn into anything but he only ever really turned into like three animals i think yeah or maybe four it was like a panther a bird i think a snake yeah that sucks dude (laughs) that was it so yeah i think the the budget can night rider had a good theme as well yeah fucking that's one of the best ones uh tj hooker yeah yeah that was great macgyver yeah macgyver was fun yeah, there was some. I, I mean, all those, all those fucking uh, shows had great fucking intros. But I, I, I'm, I'm gonna roll with you. I think Magnum PI fucking between that and Miami Vice had the fucking the bomb of um fucking. Oh uh, yeah, the, instr- the instrumental intros. It's like you know. Yeah. I, I feel like I said. I feel like look, Booker's my fave, but Booker's got a really unfair advantage because it's like you've got. Billy Idol and one of the greatest Billy Idol songs. So yeah, totally, dude, totally. It was it was fucking great, man. Um, fuck, it was yeah. The, I mean, that's the thing a bit that's missing from a lot of today's fucking TV shows is these fucking cool intros, man. And yeah, well, that's it, man. It's like you know, you could, you could just recognize something by this the the intro, like 
Well, you, and and you'd always be humming the fucking tune too. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you yeah, you'd just be into it, man. It was fucking great. Yeah, dude. I mean, fuck, man. Half the fucking intro, half the ringtones on my phone are like fucking old TV intros. I've got like Real? Magnum. Yeah, man. I've got like Magnum. I've got fucking. I've got the A Team. Like I've got shitloads of stuff. Damn, dude, that's fucking cool. Oh, man, so much fun, so much fun, so much fun. Um, fuck, I'm I'm sort of hitting a brick wall now. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we we covered all the '80s stuff, so that was fun. Yeah, fun, man. I think there was, dude. I I think there was just a good fun. Fucking, we we didn't have purpose to this episode. Um, yeah, I, we were we, we were just kind of throwing shit at a wall and seeing what stuck. So, look, I'll I'll take blame for this one. Um. Yeah, we, we don't normally plan our episodes out like, you know, professional producers or anything like that. <laughs> um, we just kind of just message each other and go, dude, 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 what do you reckon? I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we kind of do it like that. But, um, but it's it's the joy of rad, man. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, it's, like, it's, it's a fucking, it's basically us having a fucking phone conversation and talking shit. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, so I feel, I feel like this is, um yeah, this is that point where, you know, like the old school Reebok pumps and we've just pressed the button to the point where it, we've pushed the fucking little air pump to the point where it's just about <laughs> to just explode. Um, yeah, we've done good with this one. It's been fun talking TV themes and shit. Well, yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, look, we, we had an epic episode last week. So this this one was always going to be like, we always sort of planned to have a bit of a, a shorter, like more relaxed one for this yeah, week. So. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we'll <laughs> resume... <laughs> Oh god, famous last words from me. We'll resume our regular programming next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck my life. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all kinds of curious if anyone actually made it to the end of any of last week's episodes. Like that is a fucking miraculous effort. Yeah, no one's no one's claimed anything. Um, so you know, I've still got shit to give away. Like doesn't anyone want my shit? <laughs> Let's let's give let's do that for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, if you make it to the end of this episode, you can have a fucking Thanos hardcover. Because people are gonna be like, going, this is only one hour, really? What the fuck, <laughs> guys? Is everything okay?" They'll be, they'll be like, "Did one of them die or come down with laryngitis?" <laughs> oh shit! Good times, good times. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Look. Let's uh, let's let's knock it on the head there and uh, yeah yeah yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I got to take a I got to take a leak anyway. So say, you, know. you know what, piece of the pod because I got to yeah yeah I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to do the fuck my pants roof. Oh, pee, pee in a pod. Pee in a pod. Yeah yeah. <laughs> ha ha. Du, du, du. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make like fucking Magnum PI and jet off into the fucking Hawaii fucking sunset. Um. Oh, next I'm going to the loo, so I'm, I'm nowhere near at school. <laughs> Oh well. Till till next time. Till till next week when we have structure or something like it. <laughs> You're right with this one, so yeah. yeah, I think I think we did cool. It, it was yeah. fun. It was rad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks for thanks for listening, you fucking awesome humans. And indeed, we we love you lots. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah, we'll be rad. More. Be rad and yeah, you know, like what what Jake said that one. And, yeah, we'll see you next week. Indeed. Later. All right. Peace.